Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content which may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. All right, y'all. We are going back to our roots with a Midwest 2020 mini tour. Oh, oh, I can't wait. Thank goodness. Corn-fed entertainment. Tater tot hot dish. Mm, hot dish 2020. We are going to be in Indianapolis on March 18th, Chicago on the 19th, and the Twin Cities, a.k.a. Minneapolis, St. Paul. Ever heard of it? On Saturday, March 21st. Got some more dates. Amanda, what else do we have? From there, we're going to be going to St. Louis on March 23rd and Kansas City, Missouri, Trump, <laughs> on March 24th. Tickets can be found at our website, wineandcrimepodcast.com. So keep your eye out, get those trigger fingers ready, mm-hmm. and buy them before they sell out, baby. Yes, please. We can't wait to see you all. See you in March. It's reek. <laughs> it's a straight polyester up here. Not good. Do not light a match. <laughs> Guys, I typed in the wrong password for my laptop. Oh my god! Fucking it's Christ! It's wet ham sixty nine sixty nine. Right. No, that's yours. We've been over this. It's that's weeping your... sore four twenty. <laughs> Mine is wet clam sixty nine sixty nine. Got it. Oh my Ooh. god! All right, well that was fun. Have, right. Everybody have a great night. Special thanks. <laughs> How's everyone doing tonight? Woo! Oh my god! Thanks for coming out on a rainy yeah. ass Wednesday. Yes, thank Apparently you. it rains here. Yeah, I thought yeah. there was a drought like what forever. What the fuck? It's been raining since we landed. Yeah, Amanda literally put a plastic Ziploc bag on over her hair today. earlier today. Still. Didn't look as old as my grandma, though. Yeah. <laughs> Who, yeah. if you are not following me on social media, update, Nana is still alive. Yep. <laughs> still not happy about it. No. She's over it. She fucking hates it so much. Yeah. Apparently, she wakes up every morning and asks her caretaker, why am I still here? Every day. <laughs> Which is really sad when you think about it. And really it. funny. <laughs> Mortality. Really funny. <laughs> Death. Oh, wait, that's our entire show. That's our whole thing. That's our whole shtick. Okay, yeah. cool. Anyway, cool. What's going right. on? Let's do okay, the thing. Um, should we do the thing? The thing? <laughs> nah, yeah. I don't think they want us to. Real, okay, PSA real quick first. I have a very low-cut romper You're going to see your nipples. Brawless and, and flawless. Yeah, brawless. Definitely brawless. Not even like the fake like boob tape thing. No, Nothing. no. So if a nipple pops out, I need someone in the crowd to be the nipple guard. Don't who say Who wants to anything. volunteer? Who wants to volunteer? Okay. Blondie. 
If her nipple comes out, though, you yeah. have to take a photo with the hashtag Kenyon's nipple, hashtag wine and crime live. Yeah. Hashtag where's Tweet Waldo. Tweet that nip. No, but Blondie, for real, if one of them pops out, you just need to discreetly raise your hand real high. And all of you discreetly raise your phones real high and take yeah. that nip pick. Yeah. Okay. It's not a it joke. It shows a twofer. Yeah, it's it really is. not a joke. Sin is right across the street. We're going to be there doing the after show after the show. Is that the trashy lingerie? No, yeah. that's literally trashy lingerie, oh. which is right next oh, door. Okay. Sin is the gentleman's club. We picked this very specifically <laughs> to meet my needs. We're at a my very needs. crucial crossroads <laughs> yeah. in this city. Okay. Anyway, all right. All right now okay. we got through the Okay, okay. okay. So now we got through the PSA. So mm-hmm. now we're going to do the thing and you thing. guys know what to do. Okay. <clears throat> you are listening to Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesota accents. Oh, God. <laughs> You're oh, good at it. You're God hired. Bless. Um, I'm remembering. Yes. I'm Kenyon. I was waiting for it with the nipples. Yep. I'm Lucy with a higher cut top for a reason. A descent collar. Prude. And I'm Amanda with a crop. <laughs> Always get cropping. ABC. ABC. Cropping in the morning, cropping in the evening, cropping, cropping at supper, supper time. time. <laughs> The show is terrible. Why did you pay for this? What's wrong with you people? Oh, my God. You're all sick. Anyway. (laughs) Okay. So uh, the theme tonight, we wanted to go with like an L.A. adjacent theme. Not too on the nose, but like pretty on the nose. Nose Nose job crime. (laughs) Oh, my God. Next time, though. Done. Done. The whole I, thing will be about Paris. Rhinoplasty. Crime. I wanted to do boob crimes, she but it got shot so down. Bad. She was outvoted. We're like, let's save that for not a live show. <laughs> if we can do foreskin forensics, we should be able to do. Yeah. Nipples must have like a fingerprint. This as is, I'm just feeling this. This is like nipple heavy. It's like a dog's nose. <laughs> In so many ways. Yeah. Always wet. Definitely unique. Okay, okay, okay. So the theme, the topic tonight is a gal's pick. Yeah. And and it is anything for fame crimes. You know how desperate you are. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Raise your hand if you think you should be famous. Come on! How many aspiring performers do we have in this yes. room? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, we're pointing over here. Mm-hmm. Someone's raising someone else's hand. That is exciting. <laughs> well, keep fucking going for yeah, it. Yeah, fucking do it. If we, have, we can get even a modicum of notoriety. Fame. <laughs> infamy. Yeah. <laughs> then you can fucking too, trust me. My infamous gas, which is really what I thought would get me famous. But. You could just go with Amanda's plan A, which was to just take a dump on a clear chair mm-hmm. with a camera underneath. No, I sit on a cake. A dump. I was going to sit on a cake and somebody out here remembered. Wearing a rubber unicorn mask. Oh, yep. Maybe I just projected the f- the, the dump. The dump. Yeah. That yeah. makes okay. perfect sense. Well, if her subscribers donated enough, if the dump fits. Yeah. 
There's a $10,000 monthly Patreon tier. I would take a dump on a chair for way less than $10,000. Well, don't worry. It'd be split three ways. (laughs) Way less. No, this is my side of business. No. You're the cake. I'm the shit. Remember? All right. We'll go with that. Okay. What? Let's just keep moving. Okay. This is already going off. All ones. right. I love it. Uh, we clearly need more wine. Yeah, we do. So, um, <laughs> yes, we know. Uh, Amanda, what is our wine crime pairing for tonight? Well, in a pairing still not as much of a reach as tons ever, <laughs> um, we are drinking Barefoot Rosé. Oh. And it... Definitely fits with anything for fame because barefoot is fucking award winning. Yes. Very and famous. Therefore famous. It is actually, according to their website, which I want to snopes this, the most award winning wine brand in the United States. Yeah. They ho- they host a lot Why of detected. awards. It is number one in the barefoot rose it's number award. One in my belly right now. Yeah. We're handing um, out these awards all willy-nilly. I don't know. <laughs> um, so this bottle, according to their website, is, quote, a love letter to the oh-so-freshing, refreshing, I'm already drunk, <laughs> classic favorite, Barefoot Rosé. It's a sweet blend of juicy cherries and cool watermelon. Wait, it's a love letter to, to Rosé? itself? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Anything for fame. Anything. That's why Amanda chose it. She's a love letter to herself. I am. <laughs> this is so true. Oh I fucking God. love myself. It's cyclical. Ugh, I'm incredible. So anyway, um, <laughs> it's finished with a zesty lime and a touch of fizz, which I originally read as jizz. No joke. <laughs> Quick anecdote. We were walking back to our Airbnb oh from the liquor God. store the other day, and Lucy just goes, do you smell jizz? Yeah, it's the trees. There's a certain type of tree. And I just sort of went, yup. It smells like semen. Yes. This Am I wrong? The city smells it's, like spunk. It is, it is assaulting. The city of angels. Yes. City of something. You don't get snow, but you do get cum. Have I, I told the solo cup story, right? Yes, yeah. we don't okay. need to go down that road. No. So uh, to continue, this rosé is the perfect pairing for savory quiches. <laughs> strawberry cobblers and the very best of brunches for the Starbucks feta and spinach wrap yeah <laughs> microwaved always, to perfection always too hot yeah but like then the edges are really cold for yeah. some reason <laughs> um this is a cracker does that everybody know what to do when i crack this one? Okay, I'm gonna need your help here, Harry. Okay, I'm not. Okay, ready? Ooh, nice crack! Bottoms up, motherfucker! Woo! And you know what? I heard the jizz. Yeah. 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 I smelt it. Jizz. Yeah. A touch touch of jizz. jizz. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little pre-cum. Okay. A little. And you can get pregnant from that. Don't listen Thank to you. your eighth grade, like, cousin. Yeah. Just a little spurt. Yeah. A little spurt. That's and how your eighth grade cousin was born. And he's not allergic to latex. No, he's not. No. I like the looks of this glass. Cheers, baby. Cheers. Cheers. 
All right, oh, spooky yeah. Spooky little bitch. That is just as sweet as I was expecting. I really taste the jizz. I really taste the jizz. Jizz would be an improvement. Somebody has... <laughs> it tastes like somebody has a pineapple-heavy diet. Oh, yeah. That is so real. Not that I was too enthusiastic about It's real. About too many that. of those spinach feta wraps, <laughs> it's not going to taste good. Just PSA, it's really real. Okay, so Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> What is our background in sight? Well, Lucy's Instacarting a ton of pineapple to her husband's house right now. <laughs> Eat this before I get home. You gotta get my, my strict my diet. Get. Put it down your gullet. <laughs> I just puree it and like mix it in. You're with hiding his... it in his mac and cheese like vegetables. <laughs> it's like how to get kids to Here come vegetables. <laughs> Gonna get your More dicks nipple. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what? I don't have to bribe him for the record. No, he likes pineapple. It's fine. He likes me, I swear. <laughs> All right. All right. Take it away, mama. Okay. So, Sharon Stone. Oh. Yes. yes. Already love it. Inspired by Kenyon's haircut. <laughs> yeah. And that thing she does where she spreads her legs and you can see her vagina for like a second. Oh, the white yeah. dress. Only in college. I saw it so many times. And post-grad. <laughs> <laughs> and, and two and weeks ago. Backstage tonight. Yeah. And I did walk in on you putting on your Spanx, so... Which was a process. Yeah. It's a workout. Yeah. You don't right. break a nail. Okay, sorry. Hate it. So Los Angeles is many things. A cornucopia of culture, cuisine, sights, and sounds. And including smells. semen. <laughs> but one thing that this city is really known for, internationally renowned for, is it's the one city in the world where you go to get famous. Mm, yes. To launch our so, YouTube career. Mm-hmm. Which is next for us, so let's yeah. not knock it too hard. I'm not. Are reaction videos still a thing? Like, what the fuck? Unboxing videos. Unboxing? I love unboxing. Okay, you know what my YouTube rabbit hole thing is, though? I am one ASMR. Sentence, yeah. No, it's... <laughs> Okay, well, you know, you've been doing this for three years. Uh, watching people put on wigs... Oh, like ads for wigs that pop up in my Facebook newsfeed. I will. I'm done. I just go down a rabbit. I don't buy the wigs. Really? I love watching people put on a wig. Okay. I watch a lot of like a lot of like celebrity. This is my beauty routine. No wigs. Switch to wigs. I watch 90 Day Fiance on Facebook. And Dr. Phil clips. And Dr. Phil clips. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so upon landing at LAX yesterday, I stepped outside and was like, what's that smell? Oh, yeah, it's the reek of desperation to become famous. And jizz. So basically, this city is one giant American Idol queue. But they're all in Spider-Man costumes inexplicably. Look at all the American flags. I I don't get it. I prefer the New York version, which is like the dirty Elmo with like a fanny pack on it. Oh, yeah. Just a filthy yeah. gutter Who can, like, Elmo. fuck you up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, like, he'll also take a nickel. Yep. Yeah. hmm Yep. 
So it's one thing to have loads of money, but many people are after a different aspect. They want others to envy them. They want people to notice them when they walk into a room to talk about them, (laughs) take photos of them. I don't fucking get it. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I do. Yeah. (laughs) She does. And I'm such a good friend that earlier this afternoon, Amanda and I were standing out on our front patio of our Airbnb, and I was like, the lighting's really good. Let me take your picture in portrait mode. I was like, yeah. She didn't even have to tell you portrait mode. You are a good picture taker. Mm -hmm. I'm a good friend. Yeah. 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 That too. So historically speaking, because not to brag, but I have both background and psych. Yes. Oh. There is one super notable dude from ancient Greece named Herostratus. I oh. think I'm saying that right. Mm. And this there is apparently is. a photo of him according to a cursory Google search. <laughs> this is the first 10 photos that shows up when you Google Herostratus. Also, who is this? Is this a no human idea. being that looks a lot like a sex doll? There's no way to know. Someone here actually knows who this is. That's fucking Helen Mirren. Yeah, look. She's hot. Oh, you can see it in the tits. Oh, my God. I think it's like a porno called Hero Shadows. She literally looks like one of the Fenbots from Austin Powers. She looks fucking incredible. I I am shook. Yeah. Yeah. I really thought it was a very humanoid wax figure from Madame Tussauds. For our purposes tonight, it's Hero Stratus. Love it. Well, Helen, Helen Mirren has Helen definitely reached Hero Stratus. Hero Stratus. Fear. <laughs> Got it. So we don't know a lot about Hero Stratus before the act, which mm. we'll get to. But it is thought that he was of low social standing, possibly an enslaved person or a non-Ephesian. Oh. Mm. And due to the context clues in the Wikipedia article, the Ephesians were like the cool kids. Mm. Mm-hmm. I didn't go any farther the than that. oppressors. Mm. Got right. it. Right, 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 right. You can't sit with us! <laughs> she only wears pink on Wednesday. <laughs> it is Wednesday! Oh, fuck. None of us are wearing pink. Well, shit. Wearing glitter and lipstick. My... Well, oh, we're you're right! We are drinking pink. That's Someone's true. fucking keeping it together. Okay. So at the time, there was like a super important marble temple. Uh, that it housed... looks like a Wells Fargo bank in like rural it Iowa. It does. It's you know how you up. go to one of those tiny towns where the road is literal dirt, but the bank just looks yeah. like a fucking Greek temple. Yeah. yeah, and like the post office is really fucking cool too. Mm-hmm. But then there's just like a guy taking a shit behind like a horse cart like 10 feet away and you're a like, where are cart? we? I don't know. It's Iowa. I don't know what you people do. That's basically this whole country. I did watch a guy take a shit behind the bus stop at the abandoned Burger King next to my house like two weeks ago. Uh, I was live- like sipping my coffee in the morning getting ready to go run she errands. She live texted it to us too. She's Full like, oh my ass- God. <laughs> He's oh my shitting. god, another one just came out. He's shitting. Oh, I stayed until he was completed. Did he wipe? No, he didn't wipe. He picked it up and he went on his merry way. He was picked it up? No, like his pants. Oh. He left the shit. I don't know how hungry he, he was. He left the shit there. Mm. Okay, so this temple housed a statue of Artemis, and the temple was also considered one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. At some point in time, there's no way to know. Who cares? 
Herostratus set the temple on fucking fire and burned it down. Get it, Helen Mirren Stratus. Uh-huh. He was captured because he was, like, fucking proud of it and didn't run away. And tortured on the rack. So Nordstrom rack. Photo for effect. There is no such thing as torture within the premises of a Nordstrom, Nordstrom rack. This could be, though, a photo of a Nordstrom rack on Black Friday. Yeah. Those are the dressing rooms. Yeah. We'll make it fit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We only have size four left. There can only be one. I'll take it. It's aspirational. <laughs> These pants are aspirational. Uh, that was me last week. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Okay. So tortured on the rack, whatever, whereupon he confessed that he committed the arson in an attempt to immortalize his name. So basically, he's the Kanye West of ancient Greece. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kanye fucking eviscerates everything he touches. I hate him. Oh, my God. So, Obs, they executed him, and then they also made it illegal upon penalty of death to speak his name. The name of Herostratus. 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 And that comes Voldemort. <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. His name is my name, too. <laughs> that clearly didn't last because we have a whole fucking dictionary entry <laughs> for the dude. The term herostratic fame means fame sought at any cost, which applies to this entire fucking mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. So we got a name for it. So let's talk about what motivates people to seek fame as opposed to just being rich. Because being rich and... Is way better than being famous. So much better. is different from fame. I wouldn't know, but I can guess. Yeah. And celebrity, for our purposes, is also different from fame. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about fame here. According to a 2006 New York Times article, social scientists have stopped considering the goal of fame as too shallow and culturally variable to be studied seriously. You guys, I just read that sentence without even studying it all. I've had, like, most of a bottle of wine. You That's true. You are a little tipsy right now. I'm sweaty. I can barely read sober. (laughs) So they have found that people who seek fame are fundamentally different from quote, those who primarily covet wealth and influence. Their fame-seeking behavior appears rooted in a desire for social acceptance, a longing for the existential reassurance promised by wide renown. Got it? Take it or leave it. Just fucking why don't you, New York Times? I know, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh, I literally Googled crafty old person for this photo. <laughs> I'm really wondering how this fits, so I can't wait. Are you I ready? mean, the sweater that she's knitting, I want to know how it, it fits. It me. <laughs> that I is you. It me. <laughs> Down to the pearls. She's got Down to the camel sweater that yeah. I have been wearing nonstop. You were wearing that yesterday. Yeah. Yep, this morning. Mm. Researchers have also noted that these desires become more acute later in life when, ironically, the opportunities for fame become fewer and fewer. Oh, shit. Weird. The human condition is tragic. The end. Special thanks. Is that why men in, like, their mid-40s in L.A. drive, like, red sports cars? Yeah. Yeah. Midlife crises. Yeah. Mm, Cool. At this point, they might seek ways to gain posthumous fame. Mm. 
That's my favorite kind of fame. I don't want that. I want to be alive to enjoy it. And one could draw parallels to religious faith in that way, like the promise of a better place after death. Eh. An acute awareness of one's mortality can be a driving force behind the pursuit of fame. Eh. <laughs> I'm never going to die. <laughs> so according to surveys, in general, about 30% of adults report daydreaming about being famous, and yet only 1% to 2% of respondents rated fame as their number one goal. Mm-hmm. These people expect to gain meaning for their lives from fame. It allows them to view their life as making sense. Mm. Literally any moron could become famous. Clearly. Yeah. Exhibit A, B, and C. Yeah, fucking the evidence is right here. Ugh. I can't. We're the biggest morons ever. Huge. (laughs) Big morons. Big huge. (laughs) Big mistake. Huge. So psychologists oh, say, I know, for oh this my one, God. I googled sad child Why? for this one. And now this I'll is your you. screensaver. Yeah. Yeah. That's what shows up when I call her now. <laughs> sad child. I was just going to say that. It's Amanda's Oh, Amanda's calling. Display. Sad child. Oh, oh, Amanda. oh, he's so cute. Too. Actually, to be fair, your ringtone display is that flat-faced cat when we got really high and read oh, that cat encyclopedia yeah. and cracked the fuck we up. We were sobbing. We were laughing so hard at just the pictures of cats in this book. <laughs> it was for amazing. hours. Highly recommend. Yeah. My parents were um, we were like not. We were in our late twenties, sneaking pot in her parents' garage. <laughs> they and didn't looking know. at a we cat had to be encyclopedia quiet. after eleven p.m. Uh, it was a school night. It was the most wholesome, like rule breaking moment we've ever fucking had. It was the uh, best night of my life. Yeah, it was great. okay. Psychologists say. <laughs> Psychologists say that the desire for fame in individuals like this can be traced back to lingering feelings of neglect, abandonment, or rejection. This can be from general social exclusion or absent parents. It stems from neuroscience and attachment theory, which says that normal human development requires that we feel recognized and seen by others. As a baby, this usually isn't too difficult, but once we grow and develop relationships outside of the home, that same need for reassurance and acceptance is still there. This one time when I was a toddler, my mom was like doing dishes and she looked out the window to the front of our house and I was in the street in a tutu with my tutu all the way up and just my ass out doing what my parents affectionately called the wiggle because I would just do this all the time to all of the neighborhood boys. And my mom comes running out like, okay, no, we're not going to do that. Like, pulls my skirt down and leads me inside. And I just look up at her and I go, but they liked it. Amanda is a study in attachment theory. I've been theory. the same. She was like, I'm sure they did. Now get inside. Uh, so anyway, nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. The need to feel recognized and seen by others. <laughs> I've never been neglected a day in my life. I just love no, attention. No, you don't allow for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Fucking love attention. Have that blue tick yet? No, bitch. <laughs> Get out of here. For some fucking reason, Kenyon's the only verified one of us on she Instagram. She has negative 20 followers and three pictures of her fucking dog and a plate of muscles on there, but she's verified. I if anyone here post. works for Instagram, throw us a fucking bone. I'm fucking pissed. Follow Kilo178 nope. on Instagram. 
If you want to see one post every six months of her dog or a plate of food, then yes, follow that. You do. I've got a cute dog. She does have a really cute dog. And all the food she takes pictures of is fucking delicious. Thank you. So actually, yeah, follow her. Okay. Follow me too. Lucy Fitz 46. Okay. Lot of cats. So psychologists say that the... Oh, did I, I already did. read that? Yeah, right there. And what happens to a dream deferred? Jesus Christ. <laughs> how to deal with disappointment. Wiki, wiki how. Wiki how to deal with disappointment. <laughs> disappointment for dummies. Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun? <laughs> this is or does sp- it explode? <laughs> English majors out there? Okay. <laughs> Uh, so it's not great when your perception of your entire life's validity hinges on an Oscar or a Nobel Prize. The uh, odds, blue check mark or, on Instagram. Or verified on Instagram. <laughs> the odds of achieving that validity are not in your favor. <laughs> Barack Obama follows me on Twitter, okay? <laughs> she had to follow him back. Yeah, okay. So the day that I saw that Barack Obama was following me on Twitter was a very exciting day. Like, why, though, also? Uh, Some intern thinks my hair is cool. Who knows? (laughs) So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to his profile, and I'm going to, like, take a screenshot where it says, follows you, right? (laughs) So I go to his profile, and the first thing I notice is that the highlighted button says, follow back on Barack Obama. I was not following the president of the United States on Twitter. She's such a bitch. So I had to fucking click follow back on Barack Obama. And Obama was like, yes. In the most surreal moment of my life. Barack to Michelle, she's like, following me back. That bitch, it took her this long to fucking follow me. I've been out of office for seven months. She voted for me twice. But the best day of my life was when we got high and looked at that cat and yeah, no, yeah. Still better. I've also met Obama like four different times. It's not even fair. Um, Lucy volunteered for his campaign back like in the primary. When he was still a like, senator. Yeah. I touched his chewed gum. True fucking story. <laughs> Haven't washed this finger since. Question. That's an important finger. Is the president... Okay. <laughs> Call your husband after the show. Is the president breaking any kind of law if we clone him and the clone runs for a term? No, but the, the clone would be president? a baby, so no, we'd like have to we wait until it's Obama, who's already served two terms. If we clone the one who served the two, does the clone the get its own two terms? DNA. Different identity, different social security number. That's what I'm saying. Different birth date, born in the U.S. Day. Clone him. That was a joke. That was a fucking joke. Was it? Someone voted. Move on. How to deal with disappointment? Wiki. Wiki. Kenny voted for Trump. Kenny voted for Trump. No. <laughs> it, it, it's like destroying a Horcrux every time we say that. Like a little piece of her just dies. Thank we you. all know he didn't fucking vote for Trump. Not everyone knows. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Hashtag believe, Kenyon. You think those nipples would have voted for Trump? Right? Look at them. They're so perky. All right. I got, I got to keep going. Yeah. 
1996 study showed that when a person's aspirations, guiding principles, and values are tied to approval from others, that person reports significantly higher levels of psychological distress. <laughs> Tax base. My life's Tax empty. Base. Promo code GALS. Other negative consequences of fame include increased focus on oneself, so like heightened vanity, talking about oneself more frequently, increased substance abuse, and increased self-consciousness. <laughs> Combine these with the eyes of the world focused on you, judging you, and creating standards and ideals for you, and it's actually a terrible combination. Oh, no. Also, like, as a celebrity, you could never get super high ever again. And look at a cat encyclopedia. It would destroy you. What do you mean? Like, to be so, like, neurotic and paranoid and then, like, remember that you have your Google alert set on for yourself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you could never just, like, chill. You could never relax and just bask in anonymity ever. Yeah, no thanks. No. Yeah. There it is. Just, just the money. Oh, fucking doing it. Just the money. Stocking up on my yeah. arsenal. I'm here for the rich, the riches, and not necessarily the yeah other yeah. shit. Yeah, well, you did a podcast, so that's not happening either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm here for the free Rothies. Let's be honest. <laughs> Yeah, our riches is getting another HelloFresh week when we renew those ads. I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm so happy Better about. And only last last week. one pair of free Rothies. The rest <laughs> yeah. we bought. Bought with our own money using our own promo code. It's fucking crack. It's crack. <laughs> you guys, we love those fucking shoes. <laughs> we, really we have spent more than like our own salaries on away luggage. On away yeah. luggage and Rothies. Okay, we just did... Free ads. We're going to stop here. Okay. Yeah. So, moving on. Away is Gal 20, right? Oh, it's No, changed. it changes. You got to listen to the recent episodes for the most Check the website. You got to do the work. Okay, so here's <sighs> a totes relatable quote from Daniel Radcliffe, oh. a.k.a. Harry Potter. It's pinned to my scrotum! Has anyone seen that meme? No. Where he's screaming expecto patronum, but it looks like it's pinned to my scrotum, and his face is like really fucked up. Am I just drunk? Is this something I made up in my own head? Okay, thank you for people who get what I'm fucking talking about. Oh, I'm gonna go hide now. So, what okay. did Daniel say? <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe says, the quickest way to forget about the fact. That you were being watched was to get very, very drunk. Oh, get pissed. No, this is true. He was drunk for the filming of, like, all of the Harry Potter movies, the poor bastard. as you get very drunk, you become aware, oh, people are watching me now more because I'm getting very drunk, so I should probably drink more to ignore that more. Bye. And that was my Irish accent. Wait, your Australian accent. They all sound the fucking same. No, they don't. Your New Jersey accent. <laughs> Our versions of those accents sound the same. Oh, yeah, are so terrible same. that they all sound the same. That makes sense. Yeah. All right, and here are a few more celebrity quotes about fame just to round us out here. <clears throat> Justin Bieber sums up his fame thusly. If you see Gandhi roll up a blunt, it's different than seeing Ryan Gosling roll up a blunt. You wouldn't give Ryan Gosling a hard time. 
also... You would give Gandhi a hard time? He's comparing himself to Gandhi. Also, this rendering of him looks like a botched Sims character. Totally. It totally does. Someone left their Sim in a dark cave for ten years. And it came out like that basement boy. Basement Gandhi. That is basement boy. Basement Bieber. I would I would defend the Biebs like till hell and back, but like that is the dumbest quote I have ever ever heard. He's dumb, bitch. That's not good. Oh my god. Yuck. Okay, do anything to get this away. I hate it. He looks, oh, he looks, oh, I can't. It's He's, a penis with glasses, right? It's a weird, shiny, glasses penis. Even his penis. mouth. He's looking at you. Kinda, oh. His mouth, like, kind of looks like the tip of a penis. You know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. The, how it's like not a hole. It's like a slit. Yeah. Yeah. And the fat lip like this. Okay. Thanks. I hate it. Yeah. Speaking of dicks. No. I love Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, apparently fresh from the stylist at the Fisherman's Wharf. <laughs> <laughs> There's some great bowlings on her head, though. I bought the bracelets that look like that from Abercrombie oh, and Fitch in 2003. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've never been on a boat in my fucking life. Uh-huh. I have now, but at the time I bought them, no. So Miley Cyrus says of fame, quote, I created my surroundings, my own world. What seems like fantasy or trippy, it's not to me. It's my actual reality. I love her. And that's alarming. Oh. All right, last but not least, here's Kylie Jenner having zero foresight. Quote, once I have a kid, I'm not going to be on Instagram. <laughs> you know, I'll probably delete my Instagram and just like, I don't know, live life. So yeah. that is the end of my segment. Please, thank you for coming. Get home safe. <laughs> Holy shit, you just threw shade at the most dangerous person to throw shade at. She's a billionaire. Do not tweet about that moment. Self-made. I do not want to be murdered in the night by Kylie Jenner's lip kit. <laughs> not having it. <laughs> Fuck. Wow. Yeah. All right. Is that Kylie Jenner? Is she leaving? God Kylie, damn it. come down. Don't tell Kylie. Kylie, don't Kylie, go. Kylie, no. Actually, go. It's fine. Hey, bye, Kylie. Bye. Get mouth-watering seasonal recipes and pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh makes cooking at home fun, easy, and affordable. And y'all, it is delicious. Mm -hmm. HelloFresh has something for everyone. They have low calorie. They have vegetarian. They have family friendly recipes every week. It is amazing. Tell us more, Lucy. I can't get enough of HelloFresh. Like if I know that I have a HelloFresh box coming, I will just not go to the grocery store on purpose. (laughs) I don't need to. You don't need to. And I just want every excuse in the book to make these meals as soon as possible. I made the salmon Mm -hmm. limon the other day. Get out of here. Y'all know I love 
like couscous and grain bowls. Mm -hmm. So this is yeah. like pearled couscous with, it's like herby. There's uh, like ribboned zucchini oh, and yum. red peppers. And Sounds gorgeous. Salmon. First of all, it's beautiful. Second of all, it's so easy. And third, last but not least, it is so delicious. HelloFresh's yeah. pre-portioned ingredients mean that there's less prep for you and less food waste, which is a really big problem in my household. I hate to admit it, but mm -hmm. like, it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And their plans are so flexible. They can fit your lifestyle. You can easily change your delivery days or food preferences and skip a week whenever you need to, like when we're out of town, on tour, on vacation, on spring break, whatever. Mm -hmm. Just skip it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So go to HelloFresh.com forward slash GALS10, G-A-L-S-1-0, and use that code GALS10 for 10 free meals, including free shipping. Again, go to HelloFresh.com forward slash GALS10 and use code GALS10 for 10 free meals, including free wow. shipping. That's treat wild. Amazing. Meals. Oh, treat them. Mm, treat them. If you own a car or a house, you know that shopping for insurance is a mind-numbing, soul-sucking process that can take yeah. forever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you need to have insurance. There's no ifs, ands, or asterisks about it. <laughs> so stop overpaying for it. You can get a lower rate for the exact same coverage you already have with help from Gabby. Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples to apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers. Mm-hmm. This website is so easy to use and seamless, y'all. You just link your current insurance account, and in about two minutes, you'll be able to see quotes for, like Kenyon said, the exact same coverage you currently have, which is what I did. I uploaded like my insurance information, and then it just does this cute little search, and then you just kind of sit there and twiddle your thumbs for like 30 seconds, and then voila, savings pop up. They found me an exact same plan with a different insurance provider that saved me 20 bucks a month. Nice. So I was like, joy, I'm going to switch it. Yeah. So easy. So Gabby customers have saved $825 a year on average. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And if they can't find you savings like they did for me, they'll let you know so that you can relax knowing that you have the best rate out there. So it is kind of a nice like affirmation. Is my insurance rate actually the best? Mm -hmm. Pop it into Gabby. You know, it'll let you know you're already getting the best savings. Great. No change needed. And Gabby is free to use and they will never sell your information. So there's no annoying spam or robocalls. Uh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Preach. Amazing. So take two minutes right now to start saving on your car and homeowner's insurance. Go to Gabby.com forward slash gals. And for a limited time, if they can't find you savings on your insurance, you will get a $10 Amazon gift card. Nice. Woo! That's G-A-B-I dot com slash G-A-L-S, Gabby dot com slash gals. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. And treat yo insurance. Treat it. Treat it. Okay. All right. Are we ready for my case? <laughs> never. <laughs> I am never. You ask that question every time. It's I'm not. I'm never ready. I mean, like, people <laughs> die, but it's not like that dark. No one gets eaten. Were they all ready to die? Why do you know? have to think about it so I hard? I have to think. Did no. they die in their sleep? No. 
after saying goodbye to their loved ones. Great. Surrounded by this everyone they love of old age. This isn't the notebook. No. <laughs> what the, What kind of question was it? Okay. All right. Let's watch the notebook later. Okay. Yeah, but can we fast forward through the old people's parts? Absolutely. I'm okay. so excited to go no to bed. No one gives Ryan Gosling shit if he smokes a blunt. Nope. If he fast forwards through the old people parts. He wrote her every day. Yeah. We know. No, for in the year. book for seven years. I haven't what do read you the want? book, but in the book for want? seven years. Okay, all right. This Ugh. is my fucking case. He can pull off a wonky eye like nobody. Get else. it? Okay, raise your hand if you were at the last LA live show. Okay, I'm lions, good. lions, and more lions. God bless you all. This is going to be a letdown. It's not as good. Okay. <laughs> no animals. Nothing could ever be as good. Okay. So when it comes to famous criminals, Gary Mark Gilmore is an interesting case in that he's not famous for the actual crimes that he committed, but for what happened later. So okay. The insulation gives him snake eyes and a gap tooth you could drive a boat show through. Look at the gap. Look at his clavicle. Oh, he does have a good neck. Wait, good. is that the instrument or the neck part? Clavicle? It's the both. neck part. It's I both. Mean, it's probably it both? both. I don't know. They're both wind. It's fine. Earth, wind, and fire. Wind. Let's move on. He's got a, he's got a forehead that I can relate to. That forehead is square. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so it counts. It has a 90-degree angle. It does. It's a math problem. I like it. So this, <laughs> this story begins on the evening of July 19th, 1976 in Provo, Utah. Oh, Provo! Never heard of it. Next photo. Pay attention. Post. Keep up. There we go. Kay. I'm drinking. Ick. Gary Mark. Is that the same guy? Yes. His widow's peak came in late. Okay. As did his eye color and his neck. In the middle of his mustache. He actually never came in. He looks different. He looks so different in every stage of his life. But it is him. Look at the nose. Oh, Oh. oh God. (laughs) Okay, okay. If you can't bridge the gap in the mustache, just don't grow it. Right. That's my recommendation. It's just, a good, just leave it. It's a good tip. It's two distinct little cats. There is stashes. Yeah. I, yep. I, it's a reverse the Hitler situation. <laughs> okay, so Gary Mark. I'm pretty sure he just went by Gary, but Gary Mark is creepier. Stick with I it. like Gary Mark. Yeah, we're going to go Gary missed it. the mark. Yeah. Yeah, big time. So, this mark. Gary Mark, at this point in our story, is a. A 35-year-old man with a history of violence and petty crime that extended back to his teen years. Mm. He had recently come to Provo to live with a cousin after being paroled from federal prison, where he spent the last 18 of his past 21 years of life in jail on various armed robbery Wait, charges. Wait, so he went into jail when he was, like, three years no. old? Were you drunk when you wrote these notes? He's 35, and oh. he spent 18 years in jail, but not the first, not when he was a child. So 18 of That was 21. poorly written and didn't make any sense. 
I still don't get it. And we're going to move on. We're he was in jail for 18 years. Next sentence. We're going to move on because I already have to pee. Oh, so, my God. <laughs> he'd briefly straightened up his act, but it wasn't long until he returned to his old ways, drinking heavily, regularly getting into fights, and being increasingly violent towards his 19-year-old girlfriend and his one-eyed baby. Oh, that baby is a jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> That has been sitting out for 13 days. Exactly 13 days. A squirrel has started snacking on this part. The candle is just a puddle of hard wax that is in the a, bottom. That is a Thanksgiving jack-o'-lantern. Yep. Okay. I, What's I, wrong with its eyes? <laughs> I think it's just a bad photo. But anyway, uh, this is his 19-year-old girlfriend, Nicole Barrett-Baker, and I don't think the kid is his. She's great. That baby's got to go. <laughs> it's looking at me with its one hole. The girlfriend's like, Let's oh, not make shit. fun of babies with big round heads and one eye. Whatever. <laughs> Even this baby's mom is like, yeah, okay. this is my baby. I know. The mom's Too like, Too close Ooh. to home. <laughs> That's the face the mom makes every baby That literally shoot. could be me as a baby. It is a spitting image. It looks a lot like yeah, you. Really yeah. <laughs> That's not an eye. It's an eye patch. Yeah. There will be photos on I the blog. I have a photo on my phone of you looking exact. I yeah. know. Let yes. me pull it up. Okay, pull it Get up. Get to work. Okay, <laughs> so... Again, he's a 35-year-old dude. His girlfriend is 19, so you know he's, he's a cool guy. A cool guy. Thank you, Getty Put Images. Put the sleeves back on. We Soul definitely man. paid for this photo. Oh, you we did, did not pay for this. Thank you to Getty Images. Shout out. Special oh. thanks. Okay. So on this particular night, Gary Mark's violent temper boiled over into something much worse. Armed with a gun, he set out to rob a gas station. Classic. Reinvent the wheel. <laughs> And although the gas station employee, Max Jensen, complied with all of Gary Mark's demands, Gilmore fucking still shot him in the head and I killed him as picture. he was fleeing. <laughs> I found the picture. Wait, compare. He loaded, oh, oh my, my God. God. It's the same photo. <laughs> Can you all see it? No. Holy fucking shit. Kenyon is this baby. Yeah. It'll be on the drive. This, I will make a side-by-side tonight. Wow. <laughs> Woo. Damn. Well, okay. that I'm was sweating. a reality check. That was a big one. <laughs> okay. <I'm> so hot. <laughs> so I have to pee so bad. Okay. Um, so, uh, okay. Gary Mark was able to leave the crime scene with no eyewitnesses. The one eyewitness. <laughs> one eyewitness. Um, the next evening, he decided to continue his spree by robbing a motel. Fucking asshole. He, yeah. He repeated the same pattern from the night before, shooting the victim, who was motel manager Benny Bushnell, in the head. Yikes. 
Uh, despite the fact that the man had calmly complied with all of his demands. So Why is he killing everyone who's doing just, exactly he's what he says? just a fucking dickhead. He panicked like an asshole. No, no he's, he's just, just a, a piece dickhead. Of shit. Yeah. So, but this time, fate intervened, and when attempting to flee the motel, Gary Mark accidentally shot himself yes. in the hand. The hand? That would be me if I tried to commit a crime. Yeah. You'd be that guy who, like, his pants fell down and he picked up the gun upside down and, like... Yeah. Yeah. Slid, the, slid the gun across the counter to the cashier. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. he's still on the lamb. He never and then got he tried caught. to run and his pants fell down and he fell out the front door. Yeah. That'd be me. Yeah. So this guy shot himself in the hand <laughs> and left a literal trail of blood <laughs> from the crime scene. He's the Hansel and Gretel burglar. <laughs> All the way Hansel. to... <laughs> All the way to the garage where his truck was waiting because it was being repaired. No. 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 So they had his name like on record. He dropped off his truck, robbed a motel real quick yeah. while he was waiting. While he was yeah. waiting. Getting an oil change. Yep. It's real boring to wait. Yeah. <laughs> they do take forever. Yeah. Uh, and but you should oil never trust when they say they're going to be done. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, do they really need to replace your filters? No, literally never. No. (laughs) But can you imagine being like... I can't. Your getaway vehicle is being repaired? And you roll back up to Valvoline with like a mangled hand. hand. (laughs) Like, okay, you're done now. And they're like, uh... So we'll get to it. Oh, no. Do you take cash? (laughs) (laughs) Wet, bloody cash. So the mechanic witnessed Gary Mark with his bleeding hand. Super under the radar, Attempting to stash his gun in some bushes. No. And after he returned Gilmore's truck to him, the mechanic called the police to report everything he had seen. Incredible. Yeah. Was this a completely spontaneous crime? Yeah, this guy's just a fucking moron. He's an idiot. And I have to sit like this because I have to pee so bad. Okay. So <laughs> her bladder is this it's big. terrible. It's the size of a walnut. It's really you bad. You take international flights. I How? have to sit in the aisle. Okay. <laughs> so when's your diaper? Oh, seriously. Okay. When Gary Mark uh, called the cousin that he had been staying with to request that she bring him bandages for his hand. Okay. Casually. Yeah. She <laughs> also called the police. Yes. And reported his location. Blood is not thicker than water. Yes. I love how all these people were like, boy, bye. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll be right there with band-aids. Yeah. 911. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so pretty sure my cousins. Sure my cousins yeah. <laughs> This is the same guy How? again? I told you, he looks different in every photo. <laughs> He's an animorph. Yeah. He's an animorph. He's becoming the, the crocodile one. We've all seen the crocodile one. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah. It's the most fucked up cover. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. So Utah State Police apprehended Gary Mark without incident, and he was charged with the murders of both Jensen and Bushnell. 
although the Jensen case never actually went to trial because there were no eyewitnesses. <laughs> Gary Mark Gilmore's <laughs> murder... There was one. There were no eyewitnesses <laughs> as opposed to one eyewitness. He blinded that baby. <laughs> oh, that poor baby. Uh, so, Gary Mark Gilmore... <laughs> Hashtag that poor baby. Um, hashtag Googled sad child. Hashtag Kenyon's nipples. Hashtag that poor baby. Hashtag 13-day-old jack-o'-lantern. Eaten by squirrel. So, oh God. so Gary Mark Gilmore's murder trial was mostly unremarkable. It only lasted two days. Real quick, we got shit to do. His defense lawyers made no attempt to cross-examine the majority <laughs> of the prosecution's witnesses. Yeah, all right, you're right. Next. And they called no witnesses of their own. <laughs> His lawyers were like, you know, they got a good point. You yeah. know, you're an asshole. I can't argue with that. <laughs> they literally could not find a single character witness for this dude. Not one. I hope that one day I get to refuse to be a character <laughs> witness for someone I do not like. Yeah. Yeah. I've got some names going yeah, around in my I head know. right now. Rhymes with Pan. Is it me? Plan. <laughs> oh, in fairness, you're just not into music enough. I'm not into music enough. Who is? Jesus. <laughs> Oh, my God, I have to pee so bad. Okay, okay keep going, keep going. <laughs> the jury deliberated only a few hours before returning a guilty verdict, and later that same day, unanimously recommended the death penalty. Baby! At the time, people sentenced to death in Utah had the choice of death by hanging or by firing squad. Okay. Firing okay. squad. Quick poll. I take the firing squad. 76. Quick poll. Cheer if you would go with hanging. You're an idiot. They can botch that real easy. Okay, those four people need to leave. Yeah. Firing squad. I don't even. You got Lord it. Same. Yeah. 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 Okay. Just straight to the dome. You're just I'm, like a cow. Just get twenty in the eyes. Thick. I've got a like strong fucking neck. I would be squiggling there yeah. for hours. No. Yeah. You'd be dancing. Quoting lines from old share songs. Yes. Yeah. It'd be a jazz funk routine. Oh, up doing on a that soft scaffold. shoe <laughs> in the air. A Papa would do pick. whatever he could. Okay, this is really Reach gross. A little gospel. Uh, okay. Oh. Okay, that was it's my Amanda's line. religion. Okay. I love Cher. So mm. Gary Mark, like the majority of all you tonight, chose the latter, saying, quote, I'd prefer to be shot. He's Fair. no dummy. But he's a huge dummy. He's <laughs> a huge dummy. So the execution date was set for November 15th, 1976, which is only about five weeks after the trial. And this is where Gary Mark Gilmore becomes unique. November 15th is when the jack-o'-lantern finally got thrown away. Oh, oh that's right. I am just, I am hanging up here, you, you guys. You can also tag us in and you can go pee. Yeah. Tag us where in. are you at? Okay. We've I'm, done this before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right there. Uh, so, okay, and I'll start. Right. Let's popcorn. Let's do popcorn. Okay. Go pee. Make it bigger. Ba 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 ba. Go pee. Go Improv. pee. Go pee. 
Oh my god. Oh, Jesus well, Christ. Try not to kill anyone while you're on your way this to the This is really professional. Take ba, 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 ba. your time. This is fun. And okay, so for one thing, no one had been executed in the United States in almost a decade as long as that jack-o'-lantern was alive. <laughs> the constitutionality of the death penalty had been the subject of a 1972 Supreme Court decision, which concluded that the eighth and 14th Amendments cannot tolerate the infliction of a sentence of death under legal systems that permit this unique penalty to be so wantonly and so freakishly imposed. But this decision, which led to a de facto moratorium on the death penalty, had been uh, recently been effectively overturned by a 1976 decision (laughs) that allowed for the death penalty as long as certain conditions were met. Popcorn Lucy. This is so boring. I hate it. Go fast. But even though the death penalty was technically allowed again, no one had actually been executed since its reinstatement. And the expected thing for Gilmore... Who's Gilmore? Is this the Mark Ryan? Okay. <laughs> Gary, Gary Mark. The expected thing for Gary Mark t- to I do can't. would be to apply for a stay of execution and appeal the sentence. She's not even but coloring. he refused. That's That's, him refusing. That's him refusing. In fact, he tried to dismiss his attorneys rather than have them appeal his sentence. Popcorn Amanda. He summed up his philosophy as, quote, if you can get away with murder, do it. But if you get caught, don't cry about being punished. Oh, my God. Against his will, the ACLU got involved and successfully applied for several stays of executions on his behalf. Gary Mark said of the ACLU, quote, they always want to get in on the act. <laughs> I don't think they have ever really done anything effective in their lives, said this white piece of shit. With a forearm tattoo. Yeah, what the fuck? Sew your sleeves back on, you piece of garbage. <laughs> we are right here. Thank you. Mid-quote. Yeah. Mid-coitus. Oh, my God, you guys. That was, like, that was like the best piss of my life. Great. We're mid-quote. Yep. Keep going. So you know when, like, you're peeing... I would like them all to butt out. This is my life, and this is my death. It's been sanctioned by the courts that I die, and I accept that. Popcorn Kenyon. So then, like, when you're peeing... No! Popcorn me! Okay. (laughs) So, in opposition to the ACLU's involvement, Gilmore began a relentless media campaign for his own death sentence to be carried out. Just hire Hillary Clinton to do it. <laughs> also, um, the prison thing. Kamala Harris? What is happening? Didn't Stop. Ha- Stop. Let's make a joke about how this is the weirdest Gilmore Girls episode ever and just keep oh, going. Oh, yeah. Max Medina. Okay. Jeffrey Epstein, right? So, the combination of Gilmore potentially being the first person to be executed in the U.S. in 10 years and the novelty of a man campaigning for his own death captured the country's attention and Gary Mark became a regular fixture in the media with updates on his case appearing almost nightly on the television news. Hate it. Back when people had televisions. And news. Yeah. So the New York Times noted that his pleading blue eyes. I. Ish. Look at those gorgeous blue 
eyes. Shark eyes. I also love a, a 90s part that like starts here, comes here, and then it's just like a weird swirl in the front. It's Stop a hurricane. Stop making fun of my hair. Okay, yeah, it's exactly. Let's not make fun of that Kenny part. and I are both like... <laughs> I'll just not sit all quietly, of us were born with perfect blue hair. Yeah. She uses a ruler, the freak. Maybe I was born this way. <laughs> All right, so the New York Times noted his pleading blue eyes and the, quote, kill me, I deserve to die stance that made Gary Mark... I mean, you're not wrong, but ish. That made Gary Mark a sympathetic figure to many Americans because we're fucking dumb. (laughs) Kylie Jenner lip kits. So, and indeed, much of the public seemed to be on Gilmore's side. An estimated 40,000 people penned letters of sympathy to him in prison. 40,000 people... Get a job. ...took the time to handwrite him a letter and find a stamp. Which, who can find a stamp? Right? An envelope. It was the 70s, but yeah. It was the 60s. I can't. It was the 60s, 70s. So a letter of sympathy saying, yes, I do think you should die. Oh, we'll g- oh no, 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 no. Or like sympathy, like, like you're you should amazing. be in jail. I love you. Look at your pleading blue eyes. Ish. And Gary Mark relished the attention. I'm Obviously. Ick. Ooh, it looks like a gross Harrison Ford. Yeah. 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 He looks exactly. strikingly different in every yeah. fucking like Ted Bundy. photo. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. me. Mm, yeah. Or Amanda. Or literally me through the ages. Oh, it's she's unrecognizable. It's so weird. I have, don't even know you who You haven't I am. even had work done yet. None yet. 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 In all new teeth. A new, words, teeth. a new pair of teeth. And a new pair of teeth. That's where your Patreon is going. <laughs> yeah. Amanda so sign up. new teeth. Your rewards are my two new teeth. <laughs> You're so, welcome. Just two. I like your These snaggle. ones are rotting out of my head from all this sweet berry wine. Barefoot rosé. Just replace all of them except for your snaggle. It's my favorite. Get get all new teeth, but keep a snaggle tooth. No, I'll get one tooth coming out of my nose. How about that? <laughs> I got a nose job. Get a tusk. Done. We're going to need a lot more Patreon donors if I can afford a tusk. <laughs> okay. Fuck. So, in one interview, he revealed that he monitored the number of letters that he received each day. Quote, the mail fell off to 50 to 75 letters a day for the last few days. A day? <laughs> but now it's picking back up. There's a god-awful lot of mail from Christians. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, do, They preach. got a lot of stamps. <laughs> I do kind of like his vibe on this. Mm-hmm. Did you know that every person in Texas is a stomp down, knuckles to the ground, Bible back? Yes. I did know. How did you not know? I learned the hard way. Oh, there's some Texans here. Someone drove all the way from Texas. What? Right? Are you a stomp down, knuckles to the ground, Bible back? Did you bring your Bible? (laughs) Raise your Bibles. 
You're Jesus, driving take home the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel. Uh, oh, you flew. Oh, good. All right, well, we take back everything we just said yeah. that's not nearly as special. So you're socialists then. Oh, okay. You're the socialists who kind. hate the planet. Miles for all. Okay. Just kidding. We love you. We're so glad you're here. So Thank ba- you for coming. Thank you so much. Also, back we're drunk. The, back to the quote. Well, that's okay. Everybody in New York is nuts, too. Accurate. <laughs> Fucking accurate. <laughs> Who flew from New York? Anyone? No Good. one? Silence? Good. Cool. They masturbate to you on the subway, and everything smells like piss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As opposed to semen. I'll take semen I'll take day. semen over piss any day. <laughs> I wouldn't. Okay. So, uh, quote, it balances out. Lots of this mail is from Young Tomatoes. Ish. Literal? That's all he said? I don't know. What does that mean? I don't know. You're coming Heirloom? dangerously close to spilling this Thank all you. over your Cherry? computer. Cherry? I don't know. I think it means Plum? they're green. I think it means they're green. Like it's they're gross. naive. I don't I care. Don't I hate Most it. Most tomatoes aren't green. Better than old tomatoes. You don't want to make that choice. <laughs> God, I think I just got a mosquito bite. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> it's December. We're what falling is off. Let's, Back let's to go. the quote. I have so much more to go. How? I'll read a sample. Dearest Gary, I admire you very much. I think you are a very brave man to want to die. I adore, love, and respect and worship you very much. Meanwhile, I can't get married to save mm-hmm. my fucking life. Yeah. But this guy's got male pouring in. Yeah. Can't get garried. You just gotta haphazardly rob a bank, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I just have to demand my own death. She doesn't murder some people. Easy. I hate to see such a very handsome man die. No. You're so manly, very masculine, sexy, seductive, and very appealing. Good luck in the other world. That is incredible. So that's, the, so that's the kind of letters that he received. And then Gary said, quote, that's one of the more blatant ones. Okay. <laughs> so Gilmore's household name status also made him a regular subject of late night monologue jokes and pop culture references. Yes. So a December... Kill him! <laughs> a December 1976 SNL episode featured a sketch in which host Candace Bergen led the cast in a song titled Let's Kill Gary Gilmore for Christmas. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's Helen Mirren. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. John Belushi. Incredible. So good. So Gilmore capitalized on his fame by selling the rights to his life story for $52,000. This was before the whole you can't profit from being an asshole thing. Mm. Well, our president did. Yeah. Apparently you can. Unpopular opinion. Mm. (laughs) Hot take, our president's an asshole. Hot take in this room. Surprise, you lost the popular vote. Okay, bye. Impeach now. (laughs) In January 1977, Gary Mark was interviewed by Playboy magazine. Classic. For the articles. For the articles. It was the 60s. Yeah, he wasn't doing a full nude. (laughs) 
Uh, and can you imagine? <laughs> he just he has one eye. Wow. He just unzips his prison jumpsuit. He's really jumpsuit, scrawny and hairy. <laughs> All right. He clearly reveled he in the attention. in every photo. Yeah. That's him in the back of this chorus. Oh, no. That's not John Belushi at all. Uh, Candace Bergen. Okay. Uh, he rel- reveled in the attention, providing grandiose, rambling answers to questions about his rationale for wanting to die and engaging in over-the-top mythologizing of his crimes, which were, in reality, nothing more than fucking senseless bullshit. He also focused heavily on the significance of his relationship with Nicole Barrett Baker, whom he'd only met a few months before getting caught mm. and had... From- love at first sight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's real. I love her. She's 19. What? Her baby is a melting pumpkin. I love her. I love her. And engaged in two coordinated failed suicide attempts with her from prison. Wait. She was 19. That's her? That's the one-eyed baby? Look at that melting sweet baby pumpkin. She was impressionable. She was young. How many limbs does that baby have? 15. (laughs) It's a monster. I almost made a really terrible joke. It's a monster. It's a horrible photo. Okay. So. This poor woman. I hate that baby. (laughs) I, the baby's in the audience. I'm sorry. I, I, I hate that baby. Raise your hand if you're that if baby. If you're that baby. Oh. No. Oh. No. No. Oh. Security. Glow up. Security. Security. Okay. So this is Gary Mark to Playboy. <laughs> Quote, Nicole and I have known and loved each other for thousands of years. Okay. Oh, can I be no. Playboy? Yes. Okay, go. We parted. Through my stupidity, I hurt her and caused her to leave me. I couldn't hardly walk, eat, a heavy hurt and loss. Jensen did not resist. He's now, he's he's rambling. Neither did Bushnell. Someone's rambling. It wasn't anything I'd planned and schemed to do. Murder vents rage, and rage was what I was feeling. Over Nicole? (laughs) I told you that I didn't want to. I killed... This guy's from Portland. Get dramatic. No, no. Deep South. Deep South. Deep South. Yeah. It's fine. I love this Portland accent. Keep going. Lean into it. This is my Portland. Mm -hmm. I told you that I didn't want to. I killed Jensen because I didn't want to kill Nicole. Mm -hmm. Losing Nicole explains killing Bushnell and Jensen. In all your statements and remarks, no hint of remorse that you took two men's lives. Good, good journalism, playboy. Nailing it. I am not saying that I don't feel bad about it, but I ain't gonna tell you how bad I feel about it. <laughs> ain't gonna ask the priest, neither. It's something I am willing to give my life for, because you were sentenced to death. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I know what I did was wrong, and unreasonable. I couldn't snitch on anybody because you did it alone. Yeah. You did it on your you did you it, did your it fucking yourself. Self. So, yeah, There's no one to snitch on. You was like, what stupid. the fuck? That's just stupid. 
I couldn't rat on anybody. I think to make somebody go on living in a lessened state of existence, I think that could be more than killing. I'm going to kill him right now. Yeah. I'm so fucking lost. There's more Playboy. One more sentence. Oh, I'm here for it. I'm ready. You have to lead me in. The Playboy journalist ended the interview by asking... You really wouldn't want to give life another try. I don't want your life. (laughs) (laughs) James Vanderbeek's best performance. Cool whip bra. Oh, my God. Oh, that was that was formative for oh, my sexuality. Yeah. Okay. Let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> let's go. It lives in my bones, that movie. Oh, my God. Okay. To which Gary Mark responded, oh, I'd love to, meaning live. I wish they'd let me out right now. I'd get a gun and get Nicole out of that hospital. And now they tell me I can't even record a cassette to send to her. A cassette. (laughs) An eight track. I can't even send her a (laughs) mixtape. We've known each other for thousands of years. (laughs) I gotta send her Steve Miller Band. I love Steve Miller Band. If I go to prison, please send me Steve Miller Band. Bland. Bland. <laughs> so drunk. That's the, Minnesota, that's the Minnesota version. Uh, Steve Miller, no salt, no garlic. And now they tell me I can't even record a cassette. I ain't asking them for a goddamn thing. I just want to get it over. I don't want a goddamn hood. I, I just, don't want your life. I don't want your life. I just want a little quiet. I never wore a hood before. Why should I wear one now? I just want to look them fuckers in the eye when they shoot me. I respect that. I'm from Portland. I have a question. Why is he wearing an off-the-shoulder blouse in this photo? (laughs) And how have we been on this slide for like 10 full minutes? minutes? We're about to change. We're about to change. All right. I have been simultaneously made fun of for having too many photos and not having enough photos. I made fun of you once earlier. Okay. Finally, Gary Mark Gilmore got his way, and his execution was scheduled for January 17, 1977. Gary Mark requested an all-night gathering of his friends and family in the prison mess hall the night before, which apparently they fucking granted. Yeah, a Chuck E. Cheese down the street. Are you fucking kidding? I, I want an all-night rager as my last request. No, I want to be left alone and speak to no one as no. my last request. I want to watch Love After Lockup yep. and eat a pepperoni fucking pizza yep. with ranch in silence. I want to watch Practical Magic and... Thank you. And have his last meal, which I'm about to tell you. Oh. He drank coffee and smuggled in Jack Daniels. That check is her and check. Mm-hmm. He also reportedly didn't touch his last meal of steak and potatoes. <gasps> I mean, Why would you not sure. touch it? That I apparently delicious. have the exact palate of mm-hmm. Gary Mark Gilmore. Add Coffee, hor- Jack Daniels, steak, potato. Add yep. horseradish, and I'm done. Ugh, mustard. Stick hey. a fork in it. Mm. Okay. Put me Next. in a chair and cook me. Oh. 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 Send me I a just, That just registered. Ooh. Uh, get it? Yikes. Get electric it? chair, yeah. 
Yeah. We get it. But he didn't die by electric chair. No, I didn't. So I don't spot. know why I have this then photo. What chair? Is this from something completely unrelated? When you I mean, say I, I need to pepper up my notes, no. is this just random oh shit? I Googled it. And I didn't think about it until just now. It doesn't. It does not appear. Okay, everybody, to be... pretend the chair is a gun. Let's keep moving. Okay, this a isn't, lot of guns. This isn't an electric chair. It's like a fucking leather and wood. Like it's a chair. It's probably the chair they strap him to while they shoot him. Maybe it's. It's like an interview chair. The chair is a gun. Keep going. Okay, we have been on. here for a hundred years. Yep, we're moving on. So, okay, uh, the next morning, Gilmore was transported to an abandoned cannery behind the prison that had been repurposed as a death house. I am never buying Campbell's soup again. Yeah. <laughs> Left behind in his cell was a letter to his, quote, fans. Uh, that the Christians. Read, <laughs> those, From Texas. Those Bible backs. And also those, those two New York right crazies. <laughs> How many photos of Gary Mark Gilmore do you have in your wallet yeah. right now? Because it's not enough. Who's Gary Never Mark enough. Gilmore? Quote. Who's, Gary Mar- Who's Gilmore? Quote. I simply can't answer all the letters personally. I appreciate the care, consideration, concern, and love reflected in these letters. There are some pretty nice people in the world. Not you, motherfucker. The prison was swamped with phone calls all morning from people wanting to wish Gilmore well. <laughs> Again. What? We're so fucking dumb. This man murdered two people I for can't. no reason. Good uh, luck. Oh, my God. You're about to be executed. Oh, you're right. Okay, the chair, the chair fits. Okay. Gary Mark Gilmore oh, was strapped to a chair. Yep. Shooting chair. And five volunteer law enforcement officials who made up the firing squad lined up behind a curtain with five small holes in it. Pole holes in pole it. Hole. Five <laughs> tiny five pole holes. Itty bitty pole holes. And one Billy Jensen. Yeah. <laughs> one freakishly tall Billy Jensen. A stretch Armstrong of a Billy Jensen. Uh, uh, He's eight feet tall, y'all. He's so fucking tall. It's not right. (laughs) He's amazing. He wanted to come tonight, but he couldn't. Okay. Which they aimed their guns through these holes. The glory holes. The The glory holes. holes. When asked if he had any last words, he replied, let's do it. I love that. I love that. What else is there to say? Okay, well... Damn, I wish I would have eaten my steak. (laughs) Wait, wait, I'm hungry. Bring back those potatoes. (laughs) Uh, Okay, but this wouldn't be a case of mine if there wasn't a bizarre and morbid twist at the end. So if Gary Mark's... If Gary Mark's last words seem familiar, it may be because they... A million people for Nike have said, let's do it. Is that really what it is? I literally did not read it. I'm so sorry. Because they inspired one of the most iconic advertising (laughs) slogans of all time. No! Literally? Literally! I swear I did not read that. I believe you. In 1988... In 1988, an advertising exec from Portland 
remembered no. No. Gary Marks last Portland. Portland. The deep south. <laughs> remembered Gary Marks' infamous last words and altered them just a touch in a winning pitch to Nike. And just do it was born. No. And that is my case. You got me with the Shyamalan twist at the end. You stuck the landing. I'll stuck give the it. landing. Thank you. thank you, thank you, thank you. Care of helps you work on your beauty goals from all angles with a combination of targeted ingredients for hair, skin, and nails. A solid beauty mm. routine is about more than just looking good. It should make you feel confident that you're doing everything you can to take care of yourself. Mm. For real. Hmm. And there are hundreds of beauty supplements on the market. I should know. I've tried most of them. Um, And even (laughs) if you find a brand that you trust, it can be hard to know what you specifically actually need and what will work for your specific beauty goals. But Care Of's quiz Mm -hmm. asks you questions about your lifestyle, your diet, your personal health goals, and they use that research to determine your personal plan for your beauty health and so much more. You guys know that I am really into vitamins and supplements and Care Of has made it so easy for me to know that I'm taking what my body needs and specifically for beauty supplements. Um, I've started taking evening primrose oil. I've started taking biotin. Mm-hmm. My nails are a lot stronger. My skin is Oh my gosh. I, they got me on the biotin train oh, yeah. so hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love my biotin. Big fan. They're amazing. So for 50% off your first care of order, head to takecareof.com and enter code GALS50. That's for 50% off your first care of order. Just go to takecareof.com and enter code GALS50. Treat your supplements. Treat them. Here's an honest question. How are you supposed to know what to do with your money? Great Spend question. <laughs> like, real talk. I mean, very Throw few. Throw it out of a helicopter. <laughs> very few of no, us. No, don't do that. <laughs> I mean, I spent money on a helicopter ride, so that's basically the same thing. Fair. Um, very few of us are exposed to meaningful advice on how to manage our finances. I kind of grew up just thinking that, like, money is scary. And also, mm-hmm. like, if you have... Even $10 in your checking account, you're doing okay. Um, Mm -hmm. But even fewer of us have the means to get professional financial guidance. Betterment is a platform that was built to do something radical, to give accessible financial advice that puts you first. It's amazing. And if you're like most Americans, your money is probably sitting in a savings account, likely earning you next to nothing. Mm -hmm. And maybe you have an investment account that you're not really sure what to do with. Betterment can help you make sense of what to do with your money. And investing involves risk, but you don't have to know the ins and outs of the stock market, which like who does? It is an alien race Mm -hmm. (laughs) to start saving more or start investing for your future. Oh, yeah. 
Betterment's technology will put your money to work choosing the stocks and strategies that are right for you because they know that we all have better things to do. Preach. Mm -hmm. Betterment's platform can even provide guidance on what financial goals make sense for you. So give your money a new home with Betterment, peace of mind included. Download the Betterment app today. So that's Betterment, B-E-T-T-E-R-M-E-N-T for the betterment of you. Treat your money. Treat it. Treat it. Ah, steak night. Mm. (laughs) Is any culinary occasion more delicious? Nope. Spoiler alert. The answer is no. <laughs> you know how I like a good steak? Extra dry. to perfection. No, <laughs> well done. Chewy like a hockey puck. No. And grade Z quality meat. No. Said no one ever. No, I am a like still mooing very rare Mm-hmm. Either on the grill or in the cast iron skillet. Mm, yeah. I like a little garlic butter. Oh, they can yeah. like melt in the cast iron pan. Mm. I like a good baked potato. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm literally drooling. So please take it away, Lucy, and tell us about <laughs> Butcher Box. Clearly, Butcher Box is a no brainer. It's the best mm-hmm. meat shipped straight to your door, which means one less trip to the grocery store. Also, no pants necessary. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Options like 100% grass-fed and finished beef, free-range organic chicken, heritage pork, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, and bacon mm. that is free of nitrates and added sugar. I, uh, We consume a lot of meat in my household, for better mm-hmm. or worse. Mm-hmm. My husband is definitely a meat and potatoes kind of guy, and... He's a he's a food sales rep, so he can get really high grade meats for a really low price. And Butcher Box is still a, a better deal. Choice. His preferred method. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. It's, amazing. it's amazing. This is the way that meat should be. It is affordable. It's like really good quality meat. You can feel good about the way that these animals were raised, processed, all mm-hmm. that stuff. It's 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 a no brainer. Like I said, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. You can get two filet mignons, a pack of bacon, plus $20 off your first box when you sign up now at butcherbox.com forward slash gals, G-A-L-S, or use that promo code gals at checkout. That's two free filet mignons, a pack of bacon, plus $20 off your first box. Just go to butcherbox.com slash gals or use promo code gals at checkout. You can't beat this meat. Mm. No. Treat your meat. Treat it. Okay. So I wanted to pick something a little bit lighter and all of my fucking Googling of criminals who did it for fame brought back like incel mass shooters. Hero Stratus. Hero Stratus, Helen Mirren. I was not (laughs) feeling that. So I had to get a little more specific in my research and found this gem of a human man. Ralph Todd Griffith. Oh. What? I think... uh, He was at our class reunion. That's Joe Swearingen, and I'm not bleeping (laughs) that out. Someone in the back is laughing. It's funny to like six people in this room. Also, quick anecdote. <laughs> yeah. A man that we all collectively had a crush on is in the audience tonight. Peter Chase. Hello. Peter Chase. High school wet dreams imagined. Oh, Jesus. Just kidding. 
My partner's also here. Oh, also, single. like half of our high school class is here tonight. It's Woo! really fucking weird. It's Where's Zach? Dream. MHS. Did Zach leave already? Oh, hey, Zach. He hollered. Jens. They're back there. One anyway. might say, this is the best day of my life. Oh, no. My life. Uh, 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 uh. Okay. Yeah, That's that embarrassing guy. for all of us. Anyway. So, uh, now I have to come out and admit that, like, the criminal history of Mr. Griffith is of very little importance to me. But obviously he is a criminal, and it's important that he be a criminal, or else this would not fit with the theme. Right. But I never would have chosen this man if it were not for his dogged search for fame yeah. as a published author. <gasps> yeah. Chuck Tingle? Oh, we'll get oh. to it. Chuck Tingle is mentioned. Oh, my God. So, I had no idea. In the 80s, Ralph did some time for robbing banks. Mm. He was in a rough situation. I'll give him that. He was living on the streets in San Francisco. He was estranged from his parents who, according to Ralph, were absent and struggled with alcohol addiction. Classic beginnings of a hero stratus complex. Yeah, it's, it mm. actually really does go back yeah. to your background. Yeah. He was also battling his own addiction to heroin. He was homeless. He was desperate for cash. So Ralph robbed his first bank in 1985. He got caught. And in 1986, he was sentenced to concurrent 20 and 25-year prison sentences. Big bummer. But mm. you robbed a fucking bank, so you got to do your time. After he was released, he seemed to be temporarily reformed, but then robbed three more banks in the San Francisco area in 2003. It is hard. It's it's fucking tough out there. It's habit forming. Yep. He was caught again and went back to prison, serving 120 months, followed by three years of probation, leaving prison in 2017. It's so not just 10 years? Can you just fucking say 10 years? It's like people who are like, my baby is 8 million months old. <laughs> I fucking can't I'm with that shit. I'm 157 months old. I'm 7 billion weeks. <laughs> yeah. And I look amazing. I'm not telling anyone yet, but yeah. I'm 38 weeks. I'm a brilliant <laughs> 8 weeks long. So similarly to Kenyon's case, he may not have been initially motivated by fame, but... His time in prison from 2004 to 2017 gave him what he thought was an opportunity to reach stardom as a best-selling author. Oh, God there bless. Is. That car is the borrowed. Um, Ralph, he wears more black than I do. At least he has his fucking sleeves. Who does he look like? He looks like someone. Joe Swearington. Yes! So, Ralph was not in I whispered it into the microphone. physical shape. <laughs> When he entered Butner Prison in 2004, he was suffering from heroin withdrawal and heart disease, not a good combination, and he was placed in a medically supervised unit of the prison where he happened to be sharing space with infamous Ponzi scheme douchebag Bernie Madoff. Madoff. He mad off with it. I'm <laughs> Now, for those of you who don't know who Bernie Madoff is... Madoff. Uh, and I'm pretending I do, but I totally didn't until I read this case. 
because this all happened in 2008 and I was too busy trying to make out with Bonnie. My you grandma, don't know my who Bernie made I had is? heard of this person, but I had not done the research. My grandmother-in-law is so mad at Bernie. She didn't lose any money. Thank she didn't God. have any money, but she is it's the so principal. mad. We will get to it. Okay. So he is the mastermind behind the world's largest Ponzi scheme, which duped roughly 21,000 investors out of over $65 billion. Billion. The jig was up in 2008 during the massive financial crisis in the U.S. and uh, investors wanted to withdraw their investments, obviously to like cover a lot of bills mm-hmm. and stay. Bills. Pay my telephone bill. Pay my automobile. Then maybe, maybe we can chill. And clearly. All the money was fucking gone. So they couldn't get any of their money back, and it was not good. Mm -hmm. And while I fucking hate to quote Jeff Sessions, he was attorney general at the time. I know, boo, boo. We can boo, boo, Jeff Sessions. Fuck you. And he made a statement regarding this case in where he said, quote, in one of the most notorious and unconscionable financial crimes in history, Bernie Madoff, made off with tens of thousands of individuals, pension plans, charitable organizations, and others, all while funding a lavish personal lifestyle. So he embezzled a And he, like, really targeted, like, Jewish investors, even though he is also Jewish. It's a horrible thing. It's fucked up. So this dude was a piece of trash and is now penniless and rightfully serving 150 years in prison for this massive embezzlement and will never freely see the light of day again. Thank God. But Bernie was so well-known that Ralph quickly saw an opportunity to hitch his wagon to Bernie's star in the form of a tell-all book about the real Bernie Madoff. This fucking asshole went to jail and then was like, I'm going to make money off of writing a book about this other guy in jail. Yeah, and it's the worst book ever. It's clearly self-published. Oh, it's we'll by get to it. Sack. Don't say it. We'll get to it. <laughs> he Shutting didn't even fucking down. write a book about himself. No. Well, we'll get to that, oh, too. look at that okay. hair. We'll get to fucking all of it. The book is entitled The Monkey House, The True Adventures of an American Idiot. And it, an autobiography. Yeah, pretty much. And he started dishing the dirt that he got during his seven years sharing a unit with Bernie. This dirt included tidbits such as, quote, Bernie enjoys his special celebrity status behind bars and personally picked his Mexican drug runner cellmate. Not my words. It's a quote. Jesus. What? Apparently. I'm also reading along and I thought it said pickled. Personally pickled his cellmate. I have personally pickled We don't know. Uh, another quote, Bernie spent time with a group of African-American prisoners watching rap videos. Oh, Really blowing the lid off of some crazy shit. <laughs> wow. Oh, I'm shook. <laughs> uh, and that he was awarded special freedoms that other prisoners were not. I mean, fucking duh. Yeah. Boasting that his life at Butner Prison, quote, had a college campus feel. A lot of frisbee. <laughs> so much, so much disc golf. Yeah. It was a hardcore prison. So hardcore. Mm. Now, these are obviously not explosive whistleblower tidbits of information, and it will come as no surprise to you that Ralph's book did not take off. Mm. 
After a couple, and I mean a couple, like maybe one, I think saying a couple attempts was giving him more credit than Mm -hmm. he deserved. Mm -hmm. Um, To sell the manuscript to publishers, he decided to self-publish and founded XAK SAC Media. I just call it SAC Media. Media Group Incorporated. And in 2017, the book was released on Amazon. But this was not Ralph's only piece of written work. What a bulk sack. A bold sack. (laughs) Oh, no. Fire from it. Oh. Ralph went on to pen and self-publish several pieces, including Summer of Love, 1967. (laughs) Confessions, a Johnny Walker novel. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, we'll get to it. Indie authors and publishers beware what you should know before you try to self-publish with Amazon. really drawing from personal experience on that one. Until I'll self-publish on I'm Amazon. I'm fucking dying. What you should know. Read before. it again. <laughs> Indie authors and publishers beware what you should know before trying to self-publish with Amazon. Don't. I can't. <laughs> what you should know before you start a podcast Yo. from podcasters. Y'all, this... The next one is the worst. Oh, no. and don't worry, I will read back covers for you. Oh, God. <laughs> My personal favorite, Divas Bank Robbing Bitches. <laughs> what? So this is why I want to get this guy in touch with Chuck Tingle, like, fucking ASAP. Yeah. Because I, he's the earnest Chuck Tingle. Oh, it's so bad. And I will read the back covers of a few of these masterpieces to you now. <laughs> so this first one, next photo, please, is from... Confessions, a Johnny, a Johnny Walker, Walker novel. novel. And yes, the main character, Johnny Walker, is named after the alcohol, Johnny Walker. By his parents? By his father in the book. Is and I read the, the first, like the Amazon, like take a look inside. I read so many pages of these books. Is he the red, black, blue, or green? I, what's the cheapest one? Because that's the one. Red. That there it is. Red. Johnny Walker, red, a yep. novel. So here is the back cover of Confessions, Purple. a Johnny Walker novel. On a dark and rainy night, Johnny Walker, a cocaine-addicted, alcoholic, homicide detective in Portland, Oregon. Portland! The Deep South receives a call that a priest has been murdered out at the grotto. And so begins one of the darkest noir detective stories since Raymond Chandler's The Big Sleep. Oh, my God. Griffith has created a noir so dark that he may have created a new genre. He wrote this himself. himself. The yeah, only and published himself. It's all done himself. Beware of Amazon. Yeah. The only book that he should have published was that one. Uh, the only woman in Johnny's life at the moment is a 13-year-old female bulldog named Daisy. <laughs> not gross, it's a dog. Not a woman, but okay. And they're not fucking, I checked. He could have said female. Yep. But he said woman, the, and that's wrong. A woman wrong. bitch. A woman dog. The <laughs> he novel also takes place. Daisy. Yeah, he really did. The novel takes place in Portland, Oregon, and captures the dark, sick, underbelly of serial killers in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> and here is a quote that really resonated with me. <clears throat> 
I stepped from the warmth of the bar into the chill of the winter night. Did you read this whole book? It was Most 64 it. degrees. 64 degrees in Portland. No, Freezing. but here is the next line. It was blacker than a buzzard's asshole. <laughs> and the rain was coming down in a steady downpour. Oh. You guys, I fucking can't make this shit up. Go check out Eon Fashions by Ralph yeah. Griffith. <laughs> Next slide. <laughs> From Divas Bank Robbing Bitches. The back cover. <clears throat> Why Too is Ralph sweet. Griffith listed twice? Why not? The author's so nice, he listed himself twice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The title's listed twice, too. I'm it's so busy. Davis, 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 Davis. Davis, Davis, Davis. Okay. Ralph Griffith, Griffith, Griffith. Who's too sweet? Oh, I'm about to tell he you. Oh. Prison, prison, prison. Oh, I'm about to tell you that, too. <laughs> too sweet, which is the fucking name of the main character of this novel. Hyphenated? Yup. Which two? Who is T-O-O, like okay. extra sweet. Okay. Who is a trans woman, which at first glance you'd think was progressive, but once you hear the rest of this, I really fucking doubt it. Too Sweet was raised in lower Alabama. Deep, deep, deep south. south. And decided to head out to San Francisco to make her fame and fortune. At least we're using the proper pronouns. So I will give him that. Okay. One day, while out whoring... <laughs> Which, like, hard same. She takes a worthless check and throws a hissy fit in the bank and inadvertently robs it. <laughs> that's a... Whoops. That's quite a scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thus, a star is born Thus. and the funniest damn story since Forrest Gump. <laughs> Not a funny story. Not a comedy. Also, he really likes to compare his own work to like... Famous works. Yes. Yeah, it's fucking incredible. This okay, is the best actions. Raymond Chandler, Tony Morrison, and Oprah <laughs> all together. Well, Tony Morrison, <laughs> you you will die laughing following the antics of Too Sweet and her little friend Diana Ross. <laughs> also hyphenated. No. As they terrorize the San Francisco banking community. Yeah, and on his LinkedIn profile, which I went to, by the way, Ralph states, quote, only Tyler Perry could play too sweet. So it's like a weird big mama's house. Like, I don't understand trans culture at all, but I'm going to go for it. racist and oh. transphobic. Oh, we will get to the racism, too. This what? guy is the fucking worst, which is why I have no problem making fun of his terrible writing. What a bizarre egomania. Oh, my God. Well, and if you're wondering what our famous friend Ralph is up to now. Oh, I'm wondering. Next slide, please. Well, he was arrested. 
on October 15th, which is like roughly two and a half months ago. He's got the biggest head compared to his facial he features. He looks like one of those Mars Attacks characters. Yes! He could, bah, 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 bah. In fairness, he could be Gary Mark Gilmore. He could. Yeah! We, there's no way to know. He, he might be. He could be Amanda. It's, it's really, right? I mean, it could, and without hair, the nose is similar. He I pulled can't. a Robert Durst and just shaved his eyebrows. <laughs> Put a band-aid under his eye, yeah. under his nose, whatever. Okay. No, his mustache goes all the way across. It, there's no way. And there's him. a little handlebar. I yeah. appreciate it. So, he got arrested the day before his birthday, October 15th. And would anyone like to guess what he got arrested for? Nailed it! Fucking bank robbery in what I didn't realize existed, Milwaukee, Oregon? Slightly different spelling, Oregon, still better than Wisconsin. Oregon's like a shadowy place. Yeah. Oregon is you a shadowy place. You must never go there. Place. So... In Milwaukee, Oregon, cops spot a blue Nissan driving erratically. It could have been me, but it was not me. It had both side mirrors. It had both side mirrors and all four tires were It was not her. Um, And assuming that they had a drunk driving case on their hands, they followed it closely only to see it hit the car in front of it at a fucking stoplight. Come on, you moron. (laughs) So they pull the Nissan over, and uh, surprise, it's Ralph, now 68 years old, which I got to say kind of looks good for 68. I'm fucking filling Ralph. He moisturizes. He clearly uses Melanchthon's night oil. Sunscreen. He's got a routine. Or just being in prison and only being out for one hour a day. There screen. it is. <laughs> there she is. He's been in solitary for 45 better years. Than so better than retinol. Better than retinol. And cheaper. So Ralph looked super familiar to these police officers, and it took them a minute yeah, to place him. Well, yeah, it's basically Voldemort. Okay. Rumpelstiltskin. They realized that he had been a suspect in a Wells Fargo bank robbery just last July. Like, just this past summer. But, like, Wells Fargo deserves to be robbed. (laughs) Right. A hundred percent. So... But there had not been enough evidence to officially arrest him at the time. In surveillance footage from the robbery, the suspect had been wearing sunglasses, medical tape on his face, duct tape. Duct tape. Apparently, it's a a very popular disguise. Like white tape? Yeah, like Like white tape. Like he mummied himself? He kind of mummied himself, yeah. Um, I like that. And a white surgical mask that was placed, like, right here under his chin. I don't know. The suspect wore latex gloves and brandished a black handgun, which he placed on the counter in front of the, bl- the bank teller before demanding, quote, give me the money and no one will get hurt. Classic. Give me the mummy, money or I'll self-publish <laughs> another mummy, book. <laughs> and I'll tell you what to look for when you try to self-publish on Amazon. <laughs> give me the trick. Give me that mummy. At a local museum, and everyone's just really confused. Anyway, so the teller complied, but also, Quinn, hit the silent alarm and packed GPS-enabled bills in the bag of money, but Ralph also kind of knew what those bills looked like and noticed that the bills were being packed in there, so he ditched them in the street. He's smart. Wow. He's not smart, but he had, like, one thing. Yeah. So, obviously, Ralph had been questioned in this incident given his history, but he denied any involvement, and he had some sort of alibi. Who knows? Not legit, but either way. Without the GPS-tracked bills and a clear surveillance ID of him, they had to let him go. But now the cops had pulled him over, intoxicated, and with full jurisdiction to search his vehicle. In the Nissan, they found a blue bag on the front passenger seat, like a bank bag. 
um, a bag with multiple medical masks he's for someone who's SARS. not a doctor or a nurse. He's not taking any chances. Fair. <laughs> um, various wigs, which like hard same. If a cop pulled me over and they looked through my trunk, it'd be mostly wigs, a feather jacket, a, man a stone cat that weighs like fifty pounds. <laughs> a man's car is so insane. You guys, it's insane. The fucking trunk of her car. It's a couple so of bad. like. <laughs> Feather a thing coats. of canola oil is in there. A giant like popcorn tin of stamps that I gave her in high school. It's bad. Tacos. <laughs> oh yeah, there are tacos in there. There are yeah. So, <laughs> various wigs and a pair of black sunglasses. The car's glove box also had a medical mask and white medical tape that looked similar to the disguise used by the July 26th bank robbery. Suspect. Mummy shit. Mummy stuff. Mummy stuff. Hashtag mummy, mummy stuff. So tucked in Ralph's waistband was also a plastic toy gun. Mm. Police believe that Ralph was on his way to rob another bank when he was pulled over and he was arrested and charged with the Wells Fargo wagon. It's a coming down the street. Oh, please let it be for me. I don't know. I feel like it's all circumstantial. He definitely (laughs) did it. (laughs) With the right lawyer. That's true. He does not have the right lawyer. This charge comes just weeks after he just a likes four... mummy play. True. He's into mummy play. Is his kink. After a four-paragraph short of his was published to the St. Louis Times.com. Good for him. Entitled, I fucking He's kid been you not. Published. Yeah. Oh to like the worst publication ever, but yes, it counts. This four-paragraph short was entitled. The proper way to rob a bank. (laughs) It is an absolutely insane, borderline, not even borderline, fully racist fever dream. And yes, I will read it to you now. We do not endorse this. I absolutely do not fucking endorse this. It's cuckoo bananas. (laughs) But this guy's fucking bonkers, so I have to read it. Quote. So this white guy walks into a bank and up to the teller. He has a black wooden dummy that looks like James Brown. This is a this is a, a he newspaper. Wrote this. Oh, he wrote it. He okay. wrote this and, and it was St. published Louis on stlouistimes.com. Not in paper, but okay. in internet. Okay, paper. you've already lost me. Oh, a thousand percent. It is a good-sized dummy like the ventriloquist used in the old days. Specific. The teller looks confused and says, "Can I help you?" The dummy goes, yo, bitch, this is a (laughs) stick-up. It's a ventriloquist dummy. I can't. Okay. Yo, bitch, this is a stick-up. James Brown's head swivels around, you know, like those wooden dummies do. Ow. Sorry, I'm sorry. Rude. I'm swiveling. It's fine. I'm drunk. I can't feel anything. (laughs) The teller looks at the white guy with an expression like, what the hell? Yeah, we're all looking at you like that. What the hell? Why do you have a fucking fucking hell? The, the guy says, please do what he says. The guy's a psycho. The truest thing you've ever written, Ralph. <laughs> so the teller starts stacking money on the counter. The James Brown dummy looks around, then down at the growing pile of money on the counter. He says to the teller, yo, don't forget the motherfucking traveler's check so the white boy gets it. Really sounds like something Jesus James Brown Christ. would say. This is the worst awful. thing I've ever heard. It's so bad. <sighs> Then James Brown looks around, then down at the pile of money and says to the white guy, put the fucking money in the bag and let's roll. 
end of paragraph. What a great way to rob a bank. What a compelling tale. And definitely all necessary. 100%. I hate you it definitely so much. need a ventriloquist racist dummy to rob a bank. Yeah. So according to Ralph's Facebook page, which yes, I follow. <laughs> Ralph is currently at home like as of a about a month ago, so I think he's still there. But pending Ralph, trial. Yeah, but he is pending trial. He went to court in October. Now he's probably just awaiting sentencing. And he will likely be going back to prison where we can only hope he finds the inspiration for more captivating works of fact or fiction. Yes! And that Great. is my case. Woo! Davis! Ah! Oh, I hate Woo! it. I totally hate it. And... He's the worst. Oh, that was, I mean, wow. Divas. Thank you, L.A., so much for putting up with our shit. A couple special thanks for you. Yeah, special thanks to all the Largo staff tonight, including Chase, who worked the door, and is also John David Booter. In an amazing podcast, you guys. Done Disappeared. Done Disappeared. Done Disappeared. It's a parody of a true crime podcast. He makes fun of us. It's amazing. It's great. Done Disappeared by John David Booter slash Chase at the door. Get it. Also, thank you to Jenny uh, at the bar. Thank uh-huh. you to Louis running merch. Louise. Louise running Gracias, merch. Louise. Thank you to Alec running sound. Oscar and Omar doing parking. And Michael and... The fuck is that Oh, name? Flanny! Flanny! <laughs> With a true beautiful... Irish the Irish oh, guy. Flanny. Thank you, Michael and Flanny. Thank you, thank Largo. You. We love you. And thank you, LA. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support and get a shout out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers. I'm Fiona. And I'm Oksana. And we're Anxious at Midnight. We're two hot mess sisters bitching about anxiety while trying to get our shit together. We're breaking the mental health stigma as we discuss our challenges and how we overcome them. We know we aren't the only ones who are anxious at midnight, so we offer encouragement and support without judgment. Find us at facebook.com forward slash anxious at midnight and all of your favorite podcast platforms. As we get drunk and use morbid humor to survive being anxious at midnight. Mm -hmm.